0: Hey, Buds. Thank you for tuning into today's episode when you can literally be doing anything else.
1: If you guys are somehow liking the content that we're putting out for you guys weekly, please feel free to leave a like or a rating on Spotify
2: or Apple Podcast.
0: And if you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube at the Fantasy Buds Podcast. You can leave a like or comment, and you can subscribe to us.
2: And if you even for some reason decide you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Fantasy Buds Podcast to keep up with all of our daily advice and shenanigans.
0: Thanks for listening, and hope you enjoy the show.
2: With Cooper Rush. With Cooper Rush. I'm going to tell you what. There is about to be a quarterback controversy, and I'm (laughs) here for it. I hope so. Go fuck yourself down. Because all they did was shit on us when there was the quarterback controversies. And you know, now they got the same. They're going to have the same shit now.
0: What goes around comes around, motherfucker. And
2: they just paid Dak.
0: Welcome back, buds, to the Fantasy Buds podcast. It's your hosts, Brian, Mark, and Tim. We have a lot to discuss today. How are you gentlemen doing? Not too bad. Not too bad?
1: Yeah. Took a took a loss in the big money league, but it is what it is. We're three and one, so
0: I lost last night. Again, to the man to my left. <laughs> I was up by twenty-one and guess who we had left?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Cooper Cup.
0: Rhymes with Pooper schmup
2: Yeah, the best receiver in fantasy. And look, you know what? I, co- I
0: could be mad. I could be a lot more angry, but it's Cooper Cup.
2: I think Cooper Cup's got to be like. The first I can't pick. be too
0: mad that one of the best fantasy players yeah. of all time scored twenty points.
2: Like, I think next year he's he's, he's gonna be the first pick.
0: I well, think he keeps going like this with probably, running backs, like, probably. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: dude, it's like he didn't miss a fucking beat. The yeah. guy, like. He's just incredible. He's automatic. Every catch was two, three points automatically. You, you can Every just count him catch. in. They'll hyper-target him. He's like That's a mad and creative player. Creative yeah, market, he really right? is. He's got
0: 99 everything, and you don't even have to think about it. You like just Madden. press the button to throw it at him. Yep. He's going to make something happen. Your franchise yep. mode, you keep peppering the same guy. So, I think we should move into a more serious topic. Yeah. From the Thursday night game this past week. On Tua Tagovailoa. And the impact of this injury. Yeah. Now, this was honestly one of the most disgusting moves I've seen a team make in a very long time. I've seen, and this was the, one of the most scariest injuries I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I've watched many games over the last 10 years. I've seen guys get their knees blown out. I've seen guys take cracks in the head also. It stepped on. It stepped on break their legs, break their arms, dislocate fingers, you name it. Yeah. But this, this was serious head trauma. Tua Tagovailoa suffered a concussion in that Bills game on Sunday. They claimed it was a back and ankle injury, and it is complete bullshit. Yep. Anybody watching will tell you that is a concussion. The fact that he hit his head on the ground, stood up, stumbled, Got back up, grabbed his head, and stumbled again. To me, that is not, I'm no doctor, but that is not, that is not a back injury. He should have been pulled out of the game. He should have been pulled out of the game. He shouldn't have finished
1: that game. His teammate even knew something was wrong. His teammate grabbed him to stop him from walking until the uh, the medical
2: person out It's clear. It was clear as day. Clear something was wrong. And we got further proof something was wrong in the Thursday night game. Four
0: games, four days later. He's in the game. Short week too. Short week. Yep. That is not a lot of time. He wasn't in concussion protocol at all. They cleared him. They put him back in that game after four four days after that incident. Yep. He gets tackled again, and his head hits the turf, and his body freezes up. His fingers twitched and interlocked, and it was the most scariest thing I've seen in a long time. It was tough. This guy looked like he was legitimately brain dead and it looked like he wasn't going to be the same ever again. Nope. He might not be the same ever again. The dolphins might've ruined this young man's career. He's our age. Nope. He's trying I, that, to get that that's contract. Crazy. That's crazy he spent his whole about. life trying to play this game, play quarterback in the NFL. And this is what happens. They give him this much disrespect to just throw him out there. They probably convinced him, forced him or lied to him.
2: And Reggie Bush had something about this before, about coaches kind of pressuring guys to go back in the game after an injury. They'll pump, shoot them up with something, pump them full of some drugs, you know, get back out there, you know. And, you know, a lot of people laughed at him. said he was silly for that. But, I mean, we're kind of seeing it. Right. Yeah. And, like, how many times has the NFL does this done this? How They've many times have
0: teams done back this? Dating to the 70s. This has been happening for a very long time. Tua was stretchered off that field. He could barely move. Yep. He was then driven to the University of Cincinnati Hospital. And then further examinations, he began moving his extremities. They put a neck brace around his head. And he was able, he was discharged from the hospital. And he was able to go home after that. Now, he's already been rolled out for week five, obviously. But this is a report I got off ESPN. I found it on Twitter. The unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant involved in clearing Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa during Sunday's game against the Bills has been fired. After it was found, he made several mistakes in his evaluation. He's the scapegoat. According to (laughs) ESPN and multiple reports, this guy made this many mistakes. This is a professional taking care of another man's life, and he just put it on the line by making these mistakes. He went went to school for how many years probably? See, I don't think it's him though.
1: What I I think happened was I think he was probably saying this guy's not okay and they said we don't give a fuck, put him out there.
0: That very well could be. And now
1: that what happened on Thursday night, they're using him as the scapegoat and blaming it on him because of all the heat that they've been getting for the last week and a half. This also isn't the first.
2: Look, this is a league where we have had proof of coaches paying players to injure other teams' offensive players. And we have proof of this. Yep. And they are more than likely not the... I'm talking about the Saints. They are more than likely not the only team to have done this. The NFL has been around for a long time. And this clearly isn't the first time there's proof from players that they have made guys go back out there with an injury. You know, I mean, who knows? You know, I'm even starting to believe Antonio Brown a little bit at this point. When when, when he says they tried to force him back out there. with him. Now, look, he did blow up and take off his shirt and cause a scene and run off the field. But, I mean... I I just won't be shocked if that's true at this point. And this isn't the first time the Dolphins have done shady shit. Steven Ross has already been in some shit before about paying coaches to lose games. You know, Brian Flores tried to warn us about the Dolphins. And here the Dolphins are yet again, one year later, in the middle of a whole nother controversy. I, depending on how this goes with two, I think they're fucked. The Dolphins. Like, I think something's going to have to happen to them.
0: People need to be fired. People need to be held accountable. The owner needs 100%. to be...
2: I don't know. I, I mean, look, like the, the NFL owner circle is a big boys club, so it's not going to happen. But he should have to sell the team. Yep. Steven Ross. I and- mean,
0: I thought we were past this because you go back to the 70s, Hall of Fame center Mike Webster for the Steelers, he suffered severely to concussions in CTE. And this is a four-time Super Bowl champion, a Hall of Famer, and then... 10, 15 years after his retirement, he's in a, like, car. He, he's, like, doing drugs. He's he's not himself. He completely loses his mind, and he eventually takes his life. Yep. So we've seen Junior Seau take his life. We've seen all kinds of guys. Demarius Thomas More had a seizure. guys,
2: yeah. yeah, And it was probably from CTE. Vincent Jackson, Yep, Vincent I, Jackson. I had Vincent Jackson in fantasy one year, and now this guy is dead, and and he died at a very young age. And so did Demarius Thomas. Like it's a shame, and I'm telling you, Antonio Brown is a living case.
1: Yeah. Of, of this. CTE.
2: And I'm uh, worried that he, I, he's gonna hurt himself, and he probably will someday. And this is gonna keep happening in the NFL. And it's it's it, you know it's a shame. It really yeah. is like. Like you said, these guys worked their whole lives. Tua, in this case, is our age, working for a contract, you know, a big extension, trying to get that quarterback money. And he looked, he was proving a lot of people wrong early in this season. I just hope that it doesn't throw his whole career off. You know, I hope he comes back and he's okay, but it's a scary situation. Absolutely. I hope
0: he ends up playing for another team. Honestly.
2: I Honestly. I hope he demands a trade.
0: I, I mean, he should. He, he should be
1: pissed. Yeah, absolutely should. He should be absolutely annoyed. Pissed he, off.
2: Everything. He should be it's, pissed.
0: It's disgusting. So neuroscientist Chris Nowinski, I took this quote off Twitter, and he said, if two it takes to field tonight, it's a mess- massive step back for concussion care in the NFL. If he has a second concussion that destroys his career or season, everyone involved will be sued and should lose their jobs, coaches included. We all saw it. Even they must know this isn't right, and this was right before the game.
2: Thursday night, right? Yeah. Thursday night. And look what happened. Look what happened. That's what I'm, I'm even saying like I even think Mike McDaniel needs to get needs to get fired after that. Like he he had to know. There's no way you don't know. I want to like, like you know.
0: I want to think that way, but I don't know. Maybe he was also lied to.
2: Could have been. Cuz he's
0: also it's this is his first this is his first year. First
2: time I, and like you just want to look at Mike McDaniel and believe he if he knew he would take two out of the game. I, I'd
0: like to think that somebody wouldn't be that evil. Yeah. Especially like you're considered a leader of men. These I can guys believe, are yeah. depending their livelihood on you.
2: But I can definitely believe that the GM or the owner is evil. Oh, without a doubt. Like that, yeah, and without doesn't without care. Account. I mean, yeah, yeah I want to believe Mike McDaniel didn't know. But I guess we'll probably get more and more info about this as time goes on. I think the Dolphins are fucked because of I everything they you are. just said, basically. You,
0: I think they should be. I think Stephen Ross just like the situation Dan Snyder's in these owners need to be removed cuz they are in a position of power and they abuse it and yep. they take advantage of their workers, the fans, and most importantly their players. You could tear your leg up before your contract and they will leave you in the fucking yep. streets. They yep. will not even blink.
2: It's not right to be and it makes sense from a business standpoint but like it's fucked. Like these guys give everything. These are fucking humans. For your logo, your organization. Your and like you said, these are people Tua is a is a living, breathing guy, just like uh, the three of us.
0: Living out his fucking dream. Yep. And it's a shame. It's it's it damn well might be crushed because of this. We're and praying I'm, for Tua. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. not. So oh, we, absolutely praying for Tua. I hope he makes a full recovery. And he's able to step back on onto the field and go and win Super Bowls. Yeah, like, be the quarterback that he's always wanted to be. Yep. So, so I think uh, I think that's enough about that topic. Not to be too gloom today because it is raining. Let's uh, move on to some teams that have a little bit more happiness around the building, and that, ladies and gentlemen. Are the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles the only undefeated team left in the NFL? Well. Who would
2: have thought? But, but you guys have had an easy schedule. It's yeah. Like the so, same thing
1: in 2017.
2: So far. You have the easy. Okay, well then why aren't the Commanders and the Cowboys 4-0 then? Doesn't matter.
0: I, I, I just love it because they say uh, easy schedule. When we're the Vikings. last year. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> When we're the Vikings, <laughs> only lost, and we beat Jacksonville, who shut out the Colts, and blew out the Chargers, mm-hmm. and we beat the number one scoring team in the NFL. I know their record is one and three, but they really shouldn't be. You know the Lions are scoring thirty five points a game and allowing thirty five points a game.
1: They scored forty five Sunday lost. and lost. <laughs> 48, Forty-eight to forty-five. How do you score forty-five and lose? How exactly like, in a
2: game? Like, how, how are you doing that? And uh, I mean, look, Jalen Hurts, pouring rain, you know, and he did get the job done. Look, it was a monsoon out there. Monsoon I'm not gonna, out there. We knew
0: the stats were not be the big. prettiest
2: stat line at the end of the game. Still so got the job done. And Trevor Lawrence turned the ball over several times in that game. And, you know, Jalen Hurts turned the ball over. He did, but one time. And this has been a story from Jalen Hurts so far is he really doesn't turn the ball over. And to only do it once in a monsoon, you know, is amazing. And
0: Trevor Lawrence had five turnovers.
2: He did. And I mean, Brown... Another good game from AJ Brown. He has kind of proven himself as a wide receiver, too, steady in fantasy. Plug him in every week. But he's a
0: wide receiver one in the NFL.
2: He is, but he gives you an ups, a wide receiver one upside, but he gives you a nice floor. So he's clearly yeah. Jalen Hurts' his favorite target. There's no question about it. And he's paying off for you. Yeah. If you got him in your third, maybe fourth round, if some guys faded him in your league, paying off for you. Tell you what, you're definitely making out better than him and you did if you took a dead zone running back. Without a doubt, so...
0: Yeah. Look, the uh, the running back position... Of course, when we shit on it last week... They all fucking go off this week. But that being said... Even though that they did go off this week... From this tweet... I found by uh, Ryan McDowell... Saquon Barkley's 86 fantasy points is the lowest for an overall RB1 through the first four weeks of the season... Since
1: 1997.
0: Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but we weren't alive then. Yeah. Pretty sure we weren't alive. Now, I will say I though, wasn't.
2: the running back who did it was Curtis Martin. So he's a Hall of Famer. He a Hall of Famer. And I will say, pretty much after that, we did get some workhorse running backs that came into the league, you know, in the mid 2000s. But right now, it's not looking like that.
0: It's not looking too good. Um, I think the league is changing. Maybe if you went zero RB and you got Miles Sanders of the Eagles, he had a solid day. And he's looking like a solid RB two moving forward. I kind of, I completely faded him. And at this point, I'm looking to tr- kind of trade for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I kind of feel dumb now knowing in our one league because the one guy kept trying to trade me for weeks on weeks and I kept saying no. And now so, here we are. Yeah, Dave- but... He kept trying to trade me and he just kept trying, and I just kept saying no. And He's probably Miles Sanders, now. Uh, yeah, Miles no Sanders
2: shot. had zero touchdowns last year. He literally said, "Do not draft me in fantasy this season." We should have known that. Just all green light to draft him.
0: Yeah, yeah we like, should have
2: known. Like, like, I mean, we should have known. Of course, this is the year. He was bullshit. You know? Like the fucking time. Josh Jacobs, best game since Alabama for him this week. I don't care. Oh, trade Josh Jacobs. I don't care if you have. I was it's not <laughs> happening again
0: trade him i'd be sending <laughs> him to you every
2: can. team in your league packaging him would sell i'd be trying to trade him fucking anywhere i can yeah he's not gonna do that again and
0: i'm still worried about like devonta smith like moving forward a little bit with the eagles as i feel like he's another he's gonna be another mike williams this season productive wise
2: he could be just because of the amount of weapons the Eagles have now. Yeah,
0: like Dallas Goddard, he's getting his every game. Like yeah. he's,
2: I feel like he's kind of forced to. It's almost like a T Higgins chase situation where one of them is probably gonna eat, and then the other one is gonna be mid that week. Mm. But I think more often than not, it's gonna be AJ Brown that I, eats. Like, I think, and then, right now it's looking like it's Higgins. Right, right now, it is. Right now, it's
1: Jamar Chase is uh, <laughs> not doing too hot. I, and it's Higgins' team right now, apparently. He was he's there
0: buy first. Low. I would buy low on Jamar Chase.
2: Yeah, see if somebody will give you Jamar Chase for Josh Jacobs and something. You could probably see how desperate somebody see is. See how desperate
0: somebody is? Maybe that Jamar Chase owner is one and three or, yeah. or four.
2: Maybe he's tiny. Poor little guy. <laughs> He, he is do himself every year. He's, he's just not very good. No, his team. His team is garbage. I feel sorry, buddy. But I'm sorry, man. Like your team it is, just
0: doesn't fucking work for him.
2: Um, I, I, I don't know what he's got to change. Speaking of um running backs, I do want to move on to a team that's been very underwhelming this year. Coaches on the hot seat. They got a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Colts yeah. and. What the fuck is going on in Indianapolis? Right you're now, you're
0: starting off. You're you're considered playoff contenders, maybe in some eyes like Super Bowl contenders. And they did Matt have Ryan. a
2: pick to win the Super Bowl before the year.
0: Yeah. So, and you're starting off one, two, and one. Now it's very early in the season. I get it, and they're not like zero and four. They did
2: beat the Chiefs.
0: Yeah. It's but it's like the inconsistency of this team is just ridiculous, and the fact that Jonathan Taylor was the consensus number one pick in most drafts this year in fantasy. And he's just... Marcus Mariota has more points than he does. Like,
2: what the fuck? He has one game above 12 points this year, and that was week one, where he had about 34 touches. And... Yeah, what, 30-something, I think? That week the, or something? Yeah, he, he, he had like 31 carries and like four catches. But yeah. here's another thing about that. He's not being used in a receiving game. Really not at all, to be, to be honest. He has nine catches through four games. Matt Ryan has seven, five touchdowns and seven turnovers through four games.
0: It's just they keep doing these Band-Aid quarterbacks. They bring in washed-up quarterbacks that are not very good at all.
2: They haven't been a great offense, and that's not good for Jonathan Taylor. And they
0: have all these pieces on on the offensive side of the ball. They have all this talent on defense, and yet they just can't get the quarterback position right.
2: He's not being—and it's like that is hurting— JT, he's not, he is not, look, running back, volume dependent, who doesn't catch passes. Who do we fade before the year for all those reasons? Najee Harris. And look at what's happening with Najee Harris right now. Volume dependent, non-explosive running back, who doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield. Has yet to break 15. Now, Jonathan Taylor is explosive. He will give you those long touchdowns, but... Look, I mean, if I was playing against the Colts, I'd be stacking the box and blitzing every play. That's, that's pretty much it. Like, again. Matt Ryan's a statue. You know, like, if you, he's just, he's done. Matt Ryan. At this point, he might not even be an upgrade over Carson Wentz. No, he's not. At, I this, think point, at this point, he's a downgrade.
0: I'm pretty sure I saw uh pro football focus. Carson Wentz's rating was 58.3. And Matt Ryan was 59.5. It's just a point better, but like
2: it, it, doesn't better. It, doesn't it doesn't feel better. better yeah. it, it doesn't feel better, better at all. Feels worse actually. Frank Reich is on the hot seat, without a doubt. I think if they go one one three and one one four and one, he's fired. I wouldn't say that. I don't think they're gonna do that this year. I, I think, think it's all I don't know. I
0: think when they hit like six seven losses, like if they're let's say they're they're two eight and one, I think that's when that kind of thing happens. Yeah.
2: I can see like middle of November.
0: It's still early.
2: They can still,
1: still get it early. together. The division is kind of weak as shit. It's wide, it's wide open. open. So, I mean, yeah. the
0: division leader is two and two. Yeah, they're basically uh, half game behind. It's wide
2: yeah. open, but I am worried about Jonathan Taylor. I am. Too. Um. Um. I will admit, I am worried about him. Yeah. I'm not saying trade him and give up on him, but it's something. Unless to keep you an, get
1: like
0: a haul,
2: I would shop him. Yeah. If, if you something to keep an eye on, if you can get a yeah. haul for him.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I would say if you're like 0-4, 1-3, it's not like the rest of your team's not really looking any good because you probably had the first overall pick. And had the weight. And had the weight and missed out on a bunch of players. And if you're second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks, if none of those guys are hitting either and Jonathan Taylor isn't, you could still trade him off his name and maybe maybe get a receiver and, and running back. Like, yeah. like a top two top 15 guys for Jonathan Taylor.
2: Who's been dis? Who's been disappointing? Who's been
0: disappointing? And if it's if the rest of your team is looking pretty weak, you could possibly get two, three players for him. And I'm not saying train him for absolute garbage. Like get, get, got like try and get T Higgins, guys like that. Try and get, uh, who's another running back? Maybe Austin Eckler. Yeah, based on the receptions that he gets. Yeah, maybe a guy that has. Austin Eckler and T Higgins, you could trade Jonathan Taylor for that, and I think that would be a decent trade if your team's struggling.
2: Yeah. Even, I don't know. I mean, maybe if somebody has Saquon and is one and three, who has a bad team, yeah. you you trade him off for Saquon I would actually and a receiver. Do that. You know, I mean, look, look, I'm I wouldn't be looking to trade Saquon right now, but if, if the team, team but struggling. my team, I have Saquon on, is four and zero. If you're zero and four. Maybe you know you need to shake things up a little bit. Yeah, you know, like, but but if a team's a positive or um or um if a team has a positive record, you can't go after these guys. You got to get somebody who's desperate. I will you know, uh, somebody who's one and three, zero oh, and four, like bottom of their division. They have a strong division. Like they need to do something. Yeah.
0: I want to make an example. So there's always context within your season. Now teams that might be one and three and and zero oh and four, it feels bad. Cause you're not winning, but what are your players doing? How many points are you scoring? Who are you getting matched up with every week? That take, that should be taken into consideration. Like for example, in our big money league, I am one in three, but the last two weeks I've scored, uh, I scored 124 points, then 131 points. I lost both weeks. I break, I've broken a hundred every week. I believe I have a good team and good players there. It just hasn't really come together right. consistently enough yet. But when I I'm saying this because I'm not gonna just trade guys because it's like I need to shake it up. Right. Sometimes you might have to trust the process. Right. Now right. if you get to 0 and 5 and 0 and 6, that's a different story. But I like to look at the seasons in quarters. So every four games is a quarter of this of the season. You so first month, you go two and two. All right, not bad. You go two and two over the next couple of quarters, you're six and six. Yep. And you either gotta win one game or maybe win the next two, but you're you have that shot. So just because you're owned four doesn't mean the next month you can't go four and oh. Yeah. It's not like your team has actual morale. These are players on a screen. You can get it together. And if you're but if your team's not scoring a lot of points and you're getting blown out and it's not looking good, then that's when I say you should probably shake it up with some of your best players. Absolutely. But don't yeah. donate them either.
2: Like, I hate to just keep throwing Tiny under the bus, but <laughs> Tiny is getting blown out. Like, 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 I'm looking at his games, and in a 10-team league, he scored 100 points this week. If I were Tiny, I'd be really trying to shake it up. Like, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, like, you're getting blown out every week. Like, you're at the point where people don't even want players on your team. You know, and—, and you might have to trade your best players. You might have to deal—but, like, in this case, your best player is Najee. Who is it though? I maybe. I mean, T. Higgins. Higgins, Najee or T. Higgins is your best player. Or Kyle Pitts based off his name. But I do want to talk about Kyle Pitts.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about him.
2: Because the misutilization of this man has been criminal so far this season. Mm-hmm. But Arthur Smith needs to be thrown in prison. How can you not figure out? How to use like why even draft him with the fourth pick? Like it's a premium first round pick. Blocker. And you want to use it. Okay, look, look, I get it. It's not fantasy football. You want to win. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I get it. You're two and two. You're not going to make the playoffs. You have Mariota as your quarterback. Your defense is still bad. You know, you're scoring a lot of points and losing. They scored over 26 points in almost every game this year. You're scoring and still losing. Maybe if your star's tight end, your offensive weapon, who has shown he can run routes on the outside, who can match him up in the slot with linebackers. He's a mismatch nightmare, and you really just can't figure it out? Like, like you can't scheme him open? You're an NFL coach.
0: See, that's the thing is we're looking at the fantasy aspect and the numbers and everything, but he's 2-2 two and two right now. Yeah, but- So
2: things feel good. But, I mean, I'm even talking about, like, just just getting him more touches. Like, four targets this week, 22 the whole year through four games. I'll give you some other tight ends who have more targets than Kyle Pitts this year, who are being implemented into their team's offensive game plan more than Kyle Pitts. And I'm just going to tell you guys already, every single one of these players was drafted after Kyle Pitts. Some of them might have even been waiver ads. In your league. Zach Ertz, 31 targets this year, has been a part of the Cardinals game plan every single game this year. Now DeAndre Hopkins is out. Maybe it's skewed a little bit, but I don't care. You have a pass first fucking offense with with an offensive-minded coach and he's getting targeted. Gerald Everett, 26 targets on one of the, now that the Chargers have Keenan Allen out. Yep. They're still a high-flying offense, but a hot-shot quarterback. 31, or um, I'm sorry, 26 targets for Gerald Everett. He's been very solid this year, and he was added off waivers for you. You didn't draft Gerald Everett, more than likely. Maybe you did in the last couple I rounds. I certainly didn't. Um, TJ Hawkinson, who was very Nuclear. disappointing.
0: New Nuclear. The
2: first three games. 30 targets. Went off this week. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying he's going to do that every week, but I'm just trying to get the point across here. 30 targets, and he was not even part of the game plan in the first three games. It was the DeAndre Swift, I'm on Ross St. Brown show. Yep. Well, and fucking Jamal Williams, but that's another thing. Pat freer 30 targets. Either was drafted in the later rounds or was a waiver ad for you. David Njoku, 23 targets, mm. more than Kyle Pitts this year. He was a waiver ad. You, I don't okay. care. You, you didn't draft him with a high oh, pick. No. He was double-digit rounds or a waiver ad. You took Kyle Pitts in the fourth, maybe even the third round in your league. Hell, if you drafted a 14-team league, you might have fucking fell in love with him and taken him around, two. And I will say Kyle Pitts is a big reason why Tiny does not have a good team right now. 100%. It it's a, huge, it's a reason. huge reason. He spent a premium pick on Kyle Pitts, and he's not doing anything. And I don't blame Kyle Pitts. We've seen it. We I don't saw blame last Tiny for taking him last year. I don't blame Tiny. I, I wanted Kyle Pitts. If Tiny didn't take him, I would have taken him in that round. I was praying he would come back to me in that round. I love Kyle Pitts before this year. I, I still believe in the talent. Yep. I don't. I don't believe in Arthur Smith. I don't care that they're two and two. I. I'm not an NFL head coach. I'm not some offensive genius or anything. But you can't scheme the guy open. Nope. Like you're really just going to use him as a, sign Jesse James. Then, you know, yeah. like,
0: I don't know. What do you think, Tim, about Tal Pitts?
1: I didn't like him going in because I just didn't trust Mariota. That's fair. That's but that's
0: kinda how I feel.
1: I just don't understand how even from removing the fantasy like removing the fantasy aspect from it, I just don't understand how when you have a generational talent like him, how you're just not gonna use him. Doesn't matter if you're two and two. He's a generational talent. You know when the time comes, he's going to want big money. And you're just going to sit here and you're not going to use him? Because if I'm Kyle Pitts and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to get my money. Fuck this. I'm not coming back here. I'm, I'm going go to go to a place, I'm go place
2: where I'm going to be used. Yeah, I'll like, go sign with the Chargers or, you know, if anything, even the fucking Jaguars exactly at this like, point.
1: You can't, you know, I just don't understand, like, the football process of you have this guy and you're just going to not use him.
0: Look. I
2: just don't. Get for it.
0: some reason this is why they make the big bucks and we make nothing. So, maybe I don't know. it'll keep working. Um, well, I think I think we should just wait and see with Kyle Pitts. I don't think you're going to get anything for him and I don't think he's worth dropping either. Exactly. So right now you're going to be in purgatory. Yep. Uh the tight end position, it's tough.
2: It's rough and tough and just to close out Kyle Pitts, because I don't want to spend too much time on one guy. But are you guys worried? Because I am. Yes,
0: I'm worried. I'm, I'm really worried. worried. Based on, I think most Kyle Pitts owners are in the one wins, zero win club. And
2: yeah, and right it's now. not their fault.
0: But and, yeah, and it wouldn't look,
2: be it wouldn't be terrible if it wasn't. A premium pick,
1: like you exactly. said. Exactly. If this exactly. was like, if you took him in like the tenth round or something like that, all right, it's not that big of a deal. But it's a third round,
2: fourth round, right? Pick. On in a tight fourteen end.
1: man league, I think in our fourteen man league, I don't remember correctly, but I think he did go second round. I think Max took him second round that he? Or was it was a third.
2: Then you went into third. Third. Okay. But, but that's still, still a premium though. pick. And in a fourteen man league, that's even worse. Uh, right, because you already have and nothing
1: by round five. You're on like third string wide receivers. So.
0: It's a little rough over there in Atlanta, but... Let's move on. What do you want to go to next, I want to talk about the kid, Kenny Pickett taking over the Steelers offense. What do we think about that? Because I think this is going to be a spark. I think with some teams that own Najee Harris, maybe Deontay Johnson, George Pickens even, they're a little desperate. They're probably not winning many games. And I think you could probably get these guys cheap, and Kenny Pickett will move the ball better than Mitch. Yep. They will score more points than Mitch, and I think this will be a better team moving forward. I think it'll be a more competitive team moving forward on offense with Kenny Pickett. What do you guys think?
1: I agree. I think it's definitely, with Kenny Pickett coming in, I think now there's a lot more value for, like, Deontay Johnson, guys like that, Najee Harris with the dump-offs. But I do also think a lot— I don't think there's really any reason for concern yet Okay, yeah, he threw interceptions last game, a few of them, but it was his first game. Yeah. And he didn't even start the game. He came in once they said, all right, Mitch Trubisky fucking sucks. We'll put him in. <laughs> so just give it, it might take a little bit. You're not going to probably see a lot of production right away. This might be like a three-to-four game thing where guys start getting more and more. As time goes on, they'll get more points. But I, if I'm any of those owners, I'm really happy right now, yeah. especially if I'm Deontay Johnson, because i got a feeling he's just going to start getting peppered.
0: And if you, if you are a uh, a team that's three and one four and zero, I would probably try and get these players cheap. Maybe yeah. you're struggling in your running back two area. Maybe you took guys like Saquon. Maybe this could be a trade for you, Mark. Moving See, forward. I don't even know but if I, I, don't I want. want, to put want any fucking ideas in your head.
2: I don't even know if I want. I enough. wouldn't make Here's moves if because, you. You're four and zero because getting to my. I don't think the Steelers' offense is going to be that much better. I mean, I think it'll be. Better, like you guys said, but I don't think it's gonna be. It's a question mark. At the end it's... of the day, you did come in versus the Jets and throw three picks. He did run for two touchdowns, but is that good for Najee? You True. know, so it's like I, I, I don't really believe. I think if anything, they might jump like three spots, but like I, I don't think it'll be much better. I, the offensive line still is not great. You know, like I, I, I agree with that. I, I don't know. Mike Tomlin's a good coach. Maybe they'll figure it out, but. I don't know. Will it be better? Yes. It's just how much better is it really going to be? You know, that's
0: true. But I like that kind of upside and the unknown of a rookie sometimes versus and the
2: established disappointing veteran. That's yeah, true. And I, I, think, I agree with that. I think uh,
0: these are good coaches in Pittsburgh. I think there's good skill players there, and I think they can make something happen. And with Kenny Pickett being, you know, the 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 new young toy. That offensive, that offensive line might look a little better because he's a better mobile quarterback than Mitch yeah. is. Because Mitch, he just fucking stinks. Yeah, he like, doesn't really mean, give you he, anything. He's not making anybody look good. Sorry. I mean, mm. that's just how it is. So, I'm interested in the Cowboys offense winning without Dak Prescott with Cooper Rush in a quarterback and CeeDee Lamb is looking like a wide receiver one. There. With Cooper Rush.
2: With Cooper Rush. I'm going to tell you what. There is about to be a quarterback controversy, and I'm I, here for I it. I hope so. Go fuck yourself down. Because all they did was shit on us when there was the quarterback controversies. And you know, now they got the same. They're going to have the same shit yeah. now.
0: What goes around comes around, motherfucker. And they just paid
2: two. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Carson no, this West. This is way too, yep. this is oh, way wow, the too close. They turned, just baby. paid Dak. Dak. Before he was injured, let's face it, looked like shit yeah, this year. Yeah, Looked like Even shit. Even before the
0: injury. Before he looked the, like dog
2: shit. And there was buzz Dak was maybe coming into this year already injured. Okay, that's fair. That does happen. But Cooper Rush, what's he lost, one game as a starter? Going back to last year or No, two? he's
0: 4-0 as a starter right yeah. now. Oh, wait, no. The
2: only game the Cowboys lost was when Dak went out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When he started the game. So Cooper Rush didn't start the game. No,
0: no. he just finished
2: it. He just finished the game. Okay, So he's still undefeated as a starter. Yeah. And CeeDee Lamb is finally coming alive. He has some signs of life.
0: Now, is he as wide receiver one-esque as we all hoped? Not really. But he's been solid. I can't really complain. He's been getting the targets every week. He's got... Double-digit targets. 40 targets. Pretty
1: much, yeah. Four weeks. I like, think now with Gallup coming back, too, it's going to help him a lot going forward. Exactly. I, I think it's going to help him a lot. People I think that him hurts lot. him. I think C.D. Lamb, he's not that alpha. Well, I think it benefits both. I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's yeah. going to be one of those things where they're both going to help each other, but I definitely think C.D. Lamb now is going to be getting more targets. I don't think it's going to eat into his targets. I'm, I think it's going to be
0: the same. I, I think so, too. I'm worried that... Uh, um. Dak Prescott comes back the same way Russell Wilson did last year for the Seahawks when he hurt his hand, and he's going to come back too early, and that offense is going to struggle. And yep. I'm worried right now as a CD Lamb owner, I'm hoping Cooper Rush stays in, at least until Dak is 110% yeah. back to normal. And the running back room, whatever. Throw a fucking flip a coin. Yeah. Throw somebody out there. Somebody's going to score. Somebody's going to get the yards. That's what it feels I don't like know at to this tell point. You. I'm sorry. It's You're just, just bat- a fucking
2: mess. You're just betting on which running bat's going to score yep. this week. Might as
0: well play Rush from Roulette. It's brutal. Very brutal. brutal. Well, with that being said, I think we should play a very brutal game mm. that I whipped up for you two. So, gentlemen, put your phones away, please.
2: Sorry, I got to...
0: Oh, go ahead. Text your mother.
2: Yeah, it's...
0: Wow. I think
1: about it. Brandon just texted me, too. No, I think... About it. Yeah, I'm trying to, it's, in a, it's trade season I'm sorry. right now, dude. No, I'm no, sorry, no, no, I'm trying a... to make moves.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> cool, we're just trying to film the ta- show. She texts me at the worst time. Like, with, with important things at, at the worst time.
0: Okay, so this game is what I like to call match that stat or go shit in your hat. These are players who had similar stat lines in their position groups. And through each round, I will give you Three players who all definitely had the similar, same similar stats. Okay. Well, you have to catch which stat line is the right player. Okay. And I'm hoping it's a lot harder than I think it will be. So let's start with round one. Fight. This running back had 28 carries for 144 yards and two touchdowns in week four. Which of these players match that stat? Saquon Barkley, Josh <laughs> Jacobs, Miles Sanders. Josh Jacobs, wasn't it?
2: No, no. It's fucking Miles Sanders, I think. Because,
0: what, what's your final answers?
1: No, I think it was Josh Jacobs because Miles I Sanders think, had one and then Gainwell had the other. Did he? I think Josh Jacobs
2: sure. had over 30 carries well, this Sanders week. Miles Sanders
0: did have two. Miles Sanders, it is Miles on um,
2: one touchdown or two this week? Two, right? You carries, said?
0: 144 yards, and two
2: touchdowns. All right, Saquon's out. He was one TD this week. Um, I'm going to go with Josh. I'm pretty sure it was Josh Jacobs. I think it's Miles Sanders. I'm going to go okay. with Josh
0: Jacobs. So you're saying, Josh, saying Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders? The correct answer is B, Josh Jacobs. Oh, my
2: God. It was because I went against him uh, in my league. That's Overthink. <laughs> go overthink. Yeah. Go overthink. Here, Every aspect of my life.
0: But here's the stat lines for these players. So Saquon Barkley, 31 146, but he had zero
2: touchdowns. Okay. Uh, Saquon had zero TDs. He's he's it's fucking zero. on my team, and I don't even.
0: Josh Jacobs, <laughs> 28 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns. But Miles Sanders, 27 carries, 134 oh, Josh, yards, two touchdowns.
2: Josh Jacobs, 28. Oh, Miles carries. Sanders did have two. Yes. See, I thought I must Josh, have missed one. Okay, oh, I thought Josh Jacobs had over 30 carries. He had over 30 touches. There was no this passing week.
0: touchdowns in the Eagles game. It was all rushing. All rushing. Yeah,
2: including Jalen Hurts. Well, I knew mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts had one, and then I knew that Gainwell had one. Well, I just couldn't remember somebody else. Good start to one that or game. Or
0: okay, so two different Tim's answers. Won, Mark zero. Round two. This receiver had seven catches on nine targets for 124 yards and a touchdown in Week Four. Which of these three players matched the stat? Hey, Debo Samuel. B. DK Metcalf. C. T.
2: Higgins. C. Higgins. What was it? Seven catches, 119 yards in a TD. Seven catches, 124 yards in a touchdown. 124 yards. T Higgins. T Higgins. Because I don't think Debo had that many yards. Debo don't have that many yards. Metcalf had had over 100. I think
1: Metcalf had seven for 128. No, he didn't. It wasn't? I know Higgins. I know Higgins. It's seven, 124 in a touchdown. I have Higgins.
2: I'm going to go with T Higgins too. Okay. I'm going to go with Correct
0: answer is C, T. Higgins. But the stat lines, Deba Samuel, 6 for 115 and 1. DK Metcalf, 7 for 149.
2: 149.
0: 149. T. Higgins, 7 for 124 and 1. So I was hoping the DK one would throw you guys off. It's going to get a little harder now. We move on to round three. Quarterback. Oh, man. This quarterback at a 378 yards and four passing touchdowns in week 4. Which of these three players matched the stat? Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. It's Jared Goff.
2: <laughs> it's Jared Goff. Correct answer, answer is Jared Goff. Tom Brady only had 3 touchdowns. He did almost have 400 yards passing though. That's just the Lions, man. <laughs> He's four, slinging it, dude. Sc- scoring 45 Jared points and losing. Slinging it.
0: I was hoping the Pat Mahomes and Brady would throw you guys off because that game was 41-31. to 31.
2: They both had very good passing stats. So yeah. I, I'm, I, I remember Brady's being better just because he threw a lot of... I'm not going to lie. He honestly threw a lot of garbage time yeah. passes. I'm glad you guys pay attention to the game of football. <laughs> I, I would hope so. At least we a know. little bit of These attention. These men know their shit.
0: So we go into the final round, and I believe it's the hardest. Tight end. This tight end had five catches for seventy-two yards in Week Four. Which of these three players matched that stat? Tyler Higby, Pat Fryer, move, or Dallas Goddard? I think it's Dallas Goddard. It's not Higby
2: because he had Higby definitely had more than five, he had, five catches. Uh, yeah, because I was watching the game last night. He definitely. From Fryer, move. I think he had. Did he have five catches? I'm gonna lock
0: in what Dallas Was it, it was five
1: catches for what?
0: What's that? What was the stat line again? Five catches for 72 yards. Pat Fryer Tyler Higby, Dallas Goddard. I'll I tell think you this. It
2: was, I think it was all of them had six targets. No, I'm gonna lock in Dallas Goddards Goddard for my answer.
0: But I have Frymouth.
2: I have him too.
1: I'm gonna say it was the Muth.
0: You're going Fryman? I'm going to say it's the Muth. Dallas Goddard. Even forget. though it, uh-uh, I think it might have Dallas, Dallas Goddard, Goddard. but I'm going to go the Muth. Correct answer is Dallas
2: Goddard. I also have Dallas Goddard on my team. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can't remember. I so I'm, I'm kind of biased. I was, my answer skewed. Okay. I
0: think that went well. That was the final round of that game. Match that stat or you go shit in your hat. They both split and then both got two correct.
2: Maybe next time we'll use worse players. I think we should do worse players. To make it yeah, harder. It's yeah. going to be a little bit harder. Hey,
0: it's a little experiment. We can also
2: change up who reads off the... So that way we all get the guess. Yeah. Because so I want to see your guesses too.
0: Sometimes you stay up late at night and you just come up with crazy ideas. And I was just like, I'm going to do this.
2: So, <laughs> But you got another game for us too, right? Another game?
0: I think it's a very important game. Because with this game, I specifically handpicked players... From the three of our teams, oh. in our big money league, now this is drop, trade, hold, and you tell me what your next move is with these players. So the first player I present to you, Travis Etienne. Oh wait, <laughs> no, 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 I'm playing. So yeah, well, Travis Etienne, what are we doing?
2: Travis? I know. I got the- Travis um, ETN drop hold trade. Yeah, Travis Etienne. Uh, wh- uh Okay. So I'm actually glad you asked about this one because I've been it's thinking really about I would, this. I would myself. try to trade. I have trade. I would hold him. I think that the snaps are getting evenly more evenly split each week. Travis Etienne has been really bad so far, but I don't even think it's worth trading him or dropping him. I think you're gonna get a shit offer if you trade him. Don't drop him. Who are you picking up?
1: Yeah, Craig don't drop him. Yeah, you don't want
2: to Brandon drop him. Bolden. Yeah, there's Eno Benjamin, Mike, Mike Boone? Boone. I don't even care. I, I'm not dropping him for Mike Boone either. I'm not even picking up Mike Boone to tell you the truth. Well, they just so, signed Latavius Murray, so
0: they're just gonna fucking
2: just I'm roll out five in. backs at a time. What about you? You have him, Brian. What are you doing?
0: See, with his production, I want to drop him out of spite, but. <laughs> I'm going to hold him because he is basically the number two guy there. And God forbid anything happens to James Robinson. Which is possible. Which is possible, but we don't bank on that. The Travis Etienne shareholders, I think, should, should hold on to him for the at least until midseason, like when we get to close to the midpoint, mm. and if he's still doing nothing for you, and you and you need you you desperately desperately need players, I think just kill him. Yeah, just, just send find a move around. And find just somebody else. Cut but him right now. Send I'm to holding around. Travis Etienne because thanks, Chris. He, I believe, he does have the talent, and I believe opportunities could come around, and they might be forced into opportunities. I agree. So
1: he did have a lot of carries on Sunday against the Eagles.
2: He but did, I say, get, a, he did games, get a good. The game script ended up favoring him a little more, though. Eventually, drip. Plus, James Robinson wasn't really running too. So I'm not gonna be shocked if it's a hot hand kind of thing. But look, I still don't think it's worth trading him for nothing. Yeah, and dropping him.
0: Because like, and like I said, you gotta look at value. What are you trading? Travis Etienne. Well, for? I think that's
1: the thing. It depends on what you can get. I mean, if, it's if, like so, if you're going to get some bullcrap deal that's not going to benefit you or like either party, then no, you don't want to do it. You got to hold yeah. all to him, of course. Would
2: you trade him for like Michael Thomas? I wouldn't. I don't yeah, think John I would. Thomas
0: is hurt. I'd, I'd rather not trade every other a day. Player. It's just Q. But,
2: but I feel like this is kind of in the realm of offers you're going to get, though, for a guy like that.
0: What are some players
2: that could be traded for Travis Etienne? Brandon Ayuk. I mean, like, are you doing that? I have him. I mean. Because. Not really. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, are you going to. So, Mm -hmm. I would hold him. Yeah. Yeah. Hold him. Hold him.
0: Let's move on to Chase Edmonds. I'm dropping him.
2: He's a drop for you? I would drop him. Wow. Raheem Mostert is the guy. Raheem Mostert, I think it's his team. I would try to package him in a trade. I would. I would try to see what you can get. See how desperate a team is. See if a team is really needs a running back. See if you could package him with a receiver, maybe. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, Nick offered me... Now, I had not... I thought I was going to lose this week. Nick had offered me Marquise Brown and Chase Edmonds for Debo, and before this week, I really thought about that trade. Now, Debo did go off, finally. I don't think that really helps you, though. But it, it doesn't. That's why I didn't take it. But... I, I I would try, I would shop him around, package yeah. him with a decent wide, maybe, maybe you have a lot of receivers on your team, Yeah. package him with a receiver, see if you can upgrade at running back, I would try to do that before you drop him, Yeah. he's still a running back on a good offense, we'll have scoring opportunities, well, Raheem Mostert is fucking made of glass, we know that, look, look, look I'm not betting on it, I, I don't want him to get hurt, I'm not banking on him getting hurt, I've owned Raheem Mostert in fantasy in the past before, if you've owned Raheem Mostert at any point in fantasy... You've been fucking you've mad. You've been fucked yep. at some point because the poor guy can't stay healthy. Nope. So, I, I would try to trade him. It's just pain.
0: I would look into trading him, but my gut feeling is that nobody's going to want him. Mm. And I feel... It's been four games of this, and he's like the... He's like just a three-down pick. Like... If there's nobody better on the waiver wire, maybe if you need a receiver and there's somebody better out there, maybe you can do yeah. that. But he's a such a disappointment. And they gave him all that money. Horseshit. Don't know why they pay running
2: backs. Like, why? Who's next? Rashad Bateman. I'm keeping him.
0: I would look into trading him, but I would probably hold him, most likely.
1: As a Devin Duvernay holder,
2: I would say probably hold him. Look, I think Mark Andrews is the wide receiver one. Obviously, like, clearly. clearly obviously. Well, just so, like Travis Kelsey. I yeah. think it's going to be a similar situation to the Chiefs, where it's going to be Mark Andrews, and then a bunch of guys getting five, maybe six targets. I think Rashad Bateman is a high upside flex play. Yeah. I think he's a deep threat with Lamar Jackson, who I don't give a shit what anybody says, can gun the fucking ball, you know, who can throw deep. We've seen it with Hollywood Brown before Lamar could have had five more touchdowns last year. Hollywood knew how to catch, you know, well, he's, he looks like he could do it this year, but, but no, so he's, he's a deep threat, high upside flex play. I think he can win you a week or lose you a game. I think he's going to, I guess, like a Deshaun Jackson esque kind of maybe in his later years kind of guy where he's getting you 30 or five kind of thing. But I mean, you'll take that. That's better than guys you can get off the waiver wire for the most part. Absolutely. You're not picking up studs at this point.
0: No. No. Definitely not no dropping with Rashad Bateman. That's that would be pretty miscalculated.
2: I yeah. guess you could test out a trade.
0: You could test out I would I would look into stiffen out through trades. Um
2: Maybe you have him and Mike Williams and now, your team just a
0: migraine. The reason why I mention dropping with these players is some leagues do have a bench size of four. Like, I'm in some leagues like that where you have to make pretty tough decisions. Like, there might be certain guys on the waiver wire that are in that situation are a lot better looking than some of these players right now. Because the way I see it, Rashad Bateman, I'm holding him and I'm going to look for trading him, but he's kind of a one-trick pony. He's a deep threat. Deep threat. I've kind of seen that. you got to hope he catch a fit... Catches a 50-yard bomb, but...
2: But if you're in a regular league with a... What, what like a bench size of six or seven? Hold them. I, I would hold
0: them. Yeah. 100%. But some leagues, I've seen it and I've been in them. I am in them. They have four bench spots and maybe not even an IR spot, and they need to pick up guys, so... Sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Do you have that thing on you? Excuse me. <laughs> Let's move on to Elijah Moore. Drop trade hold. Fucking
2: God, man. Floor's yours, boys. (sighs) I guess I'll take... Yeah, I was going to say, I'll let you go first on this one. This was... Everybody, this was my fantasy MVP pick before this year. I, I mean, I just thought from what we saw last... Is that dead? I think it's empty. or I don't know. There's no way this is empty. Probably dead. It's got to be dead. It tastes like burnt toast. This is a nice guy. catch, actually. Um, so I've I, I'm I'm glad that we brought this up because I have Elijah Moore on my team, and I have genuinely thought about dropping him this week. Now, <coughs> at, at the same time. Who are you really going to drop him for? Yeah. Like, who is really that much better on the waiver wire? Like, at this point, would you drop Elijah Moore for Romeo Dobbs? I would. I would. I so would. I think that now I do have both of these guys on my team, but I do think I would as well.
0: What did he do this past year? He fucking
2: didn't do anything. Again? Just fucking nine points. Look. Again. And... I mean, look, it's just getting to the point where, like, you can't start him anymore. And do you drop him? If Garrett Wilson's
0: you... still out there, I'd rather drop
2: Elijah would... Moore
0: for Garrett Wilson. So, but
2: yeah. I I, I would drop yep. him. And it's like, you want to just bet on the talent because we saw it last year. But, like, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. you can't. You know, like. This
0: is getting fucking ridiculous.
2: You've played some bad defenses, too, and you really haven't done anything. So... I it, it it's it's hard and it's like Zach Wilson isn't exactly re- Zach Wilson isn't exactly reliable, you know, so
0: no, he's not reliable. I don't think that passing attack is reliable.
2: Yeah. Depending on who's available on waivers, I would drop him.
0: I would drop That's him. That's what I would say. If I Garrett would say Wilson I would was him. still there, I would drop him for Garrett Wilson. I drop him
2: for Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs.
0: Yeah. Um if Rashad White is out there. I would drop him for him.
2: Would you actually
0: running back for the uh, yeah either. for the Bucks with Leonard Fournette banged up? Yeah, but of course he got drafted, so he's not on our waivers. Yeah, no,
2: why would he? Fucking nah. hate that. People who held him all year are smart because what's what was the point
0: of dropping him? Yeah, yeah. That, that's why these handcuffs always fucking work out. You don't hope for an injury, you don't pray for one, but they happen and I've... they improve your team. Unfortunately,
2: I've seen some leagues that even have Adam Thielen on waivers. I would drop Elijah Moore for Adam Thielen so quick. I wouldn't even have to think. Of, if, if, to be honest, if George Pickens, I'd probably drop him for George Pickens. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Is there anybody else? I, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't think so. That could, like, obviously be on waivers.
0: I think that's probably a majority of leagues that have.
2: At least I mean, half those players hey, on. There. Maybe a league with a smaller bench, yeah. so somebody dropped DJ Moore. Yeah, I would drop Elijah Moore for DJ Moore. Really? Without even thinking about yeah, it. I probably would too. I um, probably
0: would. Just because more is more proven.
2: Maybe yeah. somebody dropped Jerry Judy. I maybe you have a really deep league. Somebody dropped Jerry Judy. I I would drop Elijah Moore for that. Um there's really not Yeah. I I mean, I don't even know, man. Even like Richie James at this point. Like, like, I, I mean, like, I don't know. Elijah Moore has even had ten points yet yeah. in a game. Yeah.
0: When, when you're not even cracking double digits at all throughout the season,
2: you're fucking useless to me. I, I, right and sorry, you're Which is you're why not I fucking hate Zeke. And most leagues don't mm. have two flexes. We have two. So, you're, if you're starting Elijah Moore in your only flex spot, then get him the fuck out of there. Yeah, and like, you're never starting him. Not, not and now. You're not
0: gonna get. I yeah, if there's guys like Romeo Dubs out there, go and get him for. If you need to drop somebody, I'm dropping Elijah Moore there. Yeah. So we're all drop for that. Let's move on to Michael Thomas.
2: Hold nah, I'm holding him. Yeah. Holding him. I think you got to hold him. I he he's just. I don't think his injury serious. I think he'll play this week. It's his toe. I I just. I would hold him. Get used to having a Q
1: next to his name every week if yeah. you have him. That's, yeah. That's just one of, it's like. Julio Jones all over again. Just get used to having a Q next to his name. But
2: you're not going to be able to maximize his trade value just True. because he's injured. Exactly. People see the Q. They're not going to want the guy. Yeah. So, I'm holding him. I would hold him, too. You okay. know,
0: I would hold him, but look to trade him. But it, hold for a little bit again, until if he you gets get playing. The, if again. you get
1: the right deal, of course you got to take it. But
0: I think his value would go up. Yeah. To where you could probably get more, probably by the end of this month when he's playing again.
1: Maybe, maybe he missed what? He's only missed one game, right? It was last week. He, he, missed, he missed last two. week, and that was it. That is it. He okay. went out
2: of the game early, though. Okay. In week three. Week three, he went out, and he was on pace to have a good game that week. too like, he's been good so far. Like, I, I, I really would hold him. Yeah. I think as long as he plays, maybe if he has a game where he gets thirty, try to move him. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I and. I like him right now. I like Michael Thomas. Yeah, I, I right don't now. think I don't think you can give up on him yet. I think you got to just hold it and hope. Jameis Winston has shown he can support multiple fantasy wide receivers before. Yep, he did it with Mike Evans and fucking Vincent Jackson. He can do it. You know, he he's thrown thirty touchdowns before. You know, people shit on him because he threw thirty picks. So. But thirty
0: touchdowns isn't easy to throw off. Yeah, right? I just, I think, I think know,
2: it's, I think I think it's too early to give up. Again, it's week four. It's week
1: four. Like he you gotta, been,
2: even without his touchdowns, he would still average damn near double digit points. He's still a solid flex play. Yep. You know, I'll take that on my team.
0: Okay, so we're all holding, Mike Thomas. I, I would hold. him. I would hold. All right, let's move on to Chris Godwin now.
2: Oh my God, we're just bullying my team in this episode. I'm bullying all of our teams. I would have to hold him just because you don't know.
1: I can't yeah. say I would cut. Like, if he comes him. back and he's anywhere near what he was. You got to steal. You got you to gotta steal. You uh, got to hold on to that. that that's like, kind of
2: why I, I'm holding him because I feel like even trading him right now, what are you going to get for Chris Goblin exactly. right now? And he just came back. First game back he, where where he played the full game all year. He had seven catches, 12 points and you're sure first, as hell not dropping him. First game back from an injury, you know, an ACL tear, and, you know, he messed up, what was it, his hamstring, which apparently yeah, is yeah. common after an ACL tear. That can happen. He comes back after his first game and has seven catches right yeah. away on a good offense with the best quarterback of all time. I'd hold him. Yeah, I think you got to hold him.
0: I would, same thing as Mike Thomas, I would hold him and look to trade him because at the the seasons has ebbs and flows, These players at their lowest, you're not getting any value out of them. But once they start playing again, they put a couple (laughs) good games together. That's when I look to move them. Because unfortunately, like with injuries, as we've seen in the past, if you've been hurt multiple times already in a year and then you go back out there and you're getting contact, your chances of getting re injured are very, they're significantly higher. And that these kinds of players scare me for that reason, like DeAndre Swift. Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin, like where they've already been hurt a couple times this year. And it scares me to hold them. So I would look until they start playing again, put some good games together. And then I would look to maybe package them in a trade and upgrade.
2: Yeah. It's just so hard to move on from those yeah, guys. Yeah, I know it's hard, but. Cause like DeAndre Swift was my guy. I loved him so much this year. He diet Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. he looked like that, and now he has multiple injuries. It, it just saw. It's really hard to move those it's, guys. It's hard but. to move,
0: but this is this is how you win championships. Is you can't get too attached to your players. You have to see, you have to look at the writing on the wall, and try and upgrade down the line Pretty so much. that if you're a winning team now, you don't stay stagnant yep. and you improve, and that's what puts you over the top. Would
2: you trade Chris Godwin and something for Najee? No. Or would you trade just Chris Goblin for Najee? Honestly, I don't know
1: if I would do that.
0: Not with Najee. I would do that for, honestly, Dalvin Cook.
2: Yeah, but do you even think that the Dalvin Cook owner would do that? Because I wouldn't if I had Dalvin Cook. I don't know. He's very, very.
1: Yeah, he's been low, but the thing is with this, Najee Harris, you're not going to get anything for. You're just not.
2: Maybe not not at this point. You're not going to get,
1: people were out here thinking, oh, he was my first round pick. I need to get a first round talent back. It's not going to happen.
2: But what if the offense ends up being better with Kenny? I would wait and like see. Like we were, we were saying. But I then you might face. not be able to get him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, and it's like, the whole thing. I don't know, man. I might consider trading off Chris Godwin just because he, I, I love Chris Godwin. He just tore his ACL and hurt his hamstring, which is common, but hamstring injuries tend to linger throughout the yeah. year. Yeah.
0: I, it happened with Devin so, Cook before. I was an owner in 2018. And Leonard Fournette, like when these guys get hurt multiple and separate times throughout the year, or at the beginning of the year, we're not even at the midway point. And don't ever do that again.
1: I literally did this to my nose. Whatever noise, that, nose, whatever
0: noise that was, I don't know. It just put a rage inside me. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Zeke Elliott now.
1: Oh, this motherfucker!
0: So drop trade all
2: trade. 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 Um, I'm, I'm looking. And I'm trying to trade him, and I just fucking can't. I'm looking for anything I can get. I don't think it's worth dropping him. It's not worth dropping um, him. But. Well,
1: now it's kind of hard for me because with Javante Williams going down, thanks, Nathaniel Hackett, it's going to be a lot tougher. I don't really have another running back.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you can get a better deal somehow, I would do it. I would trade him. But like, I feel like holding him also, you have to start him. You most likely don't have a better option as your RB2. And he's just going to keep being mid. Yep. He's going to be mid for you. Painfully mid. Painfully mid. It's painful. All right. I think we all have a good understanding on Zeke Elliott. Let's move on to, we have two left. DeAndre Hopkins. We're on your team now. That's
1: fine. Um, I have to hold him. For me, because it's, I don't really have running backs. I don't. I have, in that league, I'm trying to think. I had Javante Williams, and I have... James Robinson. That's my other running back. So now I have Zeke and James Robinson. I could be three and uh, three and one in that league, but I went up against Mark when he dropped like two hundred fucking points on me. So there was no way I was winning that week, no matter what. Thanks, Lamar Jackson. Um, fuck you, Lamar Jackson. Um, for me, I'm holding him because I look at it as I'm gonna have Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, and somebody else. The those wide receivers. If Hopkins comes back, even if he puts up, like, flex numbers, like 15 points or something, that's fine. My running backs are kind of like, all right, you're useless. I don't really need them. So for me, it's holding them, but I wouldn't mind trading if the trade's right. It's just a really difficult thing of people really aren't going to want to give up that much to trade for him because he's suspended, and you're not going to want to give him up for something shit because he is going to be a number one wide receiver. And seeing as how Kyler Murray is peppering the shit out of Marquise Brown, once D-Hop comes back.
2: Because he's not hurt. He's only suspended. He's only
1: suspended, exactly. And that's why, that's it's the where thing. for me, it's like, I can't treat him unless I know I'm getting something
2: decent. I don't think Marquise Brown's production is sustainable, either, to be honest.
1: Yeah. That's why I think, I really think it's once. I mean, look at what happened. Rondell Moore came back. Greg Dortch which were getting 10 targets a game. He had one target. That's which true. Which means the 10 targets that he was getting, nine of them just Advantage. And Zach Ertz is still getting a healthy exactly. amount of targets and once each week. D-Hop comes back, he's going to demand those targets. We've seen it before. Kyler Murray, literally the video that came out of him seeing one-on-one coverage, and he literally fucking left and then threw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I
2: do remember seeing like, that video. Yeah, you, you know, like
1: it's, gonna, it's one of those things where I <laughs> feel so like funny. you're on week four. He's suspended for two more games. You got to just hold him at this point.
0: I would say if you're... If you're in the four and zero, three and one club, hold them. Hold them. If you're the losing club, look to trade them. I'm sure one of those winning teams will be willing to give up a price for DeAndre Hopkins.
2: At least something.
0: The potential of DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup.
2: Maybe an RB too.
0: All right. I think that's. I think that's everything we have to say about DeAndre Hopkins. And the last one? player.
1: I can probably guess who the last one is if we're on my team. Yeah, you probably
0: saw it, Jam- Mr. James Robinson.
2: If you didn't trade him last week, I'm sorry. I'm not trading him. Uh, I, I I just think he's going to be touchdown dependent the whole year. You want
1: to be against the Eagles defense in a rain game.
2: Yeah, but I yeah. I, I, I just, but to me, even against the Chargers, like if you took away his 50 yard touchdown, it's nothing that game. like I, I, I think he's going to be very dependent on his touchdowns and the Jaguars offense being good. If they continue to be good, maybe he scores 10 touchdowns this year.
1: I think uh, maybe we know where I stand with this. Maybe uh-huh. he
2: scores twelve touchdowns this year, but I just don't really see it. I, I, I mean, definitely not dropping him. No way. But yeah, yeah. I would look to see what you can get in the trade if you have to hold him. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Like, like, I still think you have a good player. Yeah, I don't. But, I don't
1: think the, the bad game that he had last week is going to make Doug Peterson go. Oh, well, that's it. Travis Etienne, your team, have fun. It's it was a shit show. There's a fucking hurricane outside. No team was really throwing the ball, even when they did try to throw the ball, it was terrible. So that's why the running backs went off. Yeah, That's hurricane just, Ian. Yeah, it's just one of the things where it's kind of like he went up against the Eagles' defense. They played really good run defense. It's really not that hard to kind of stop the run when it's a rain game. You're kind of like, oh shit, I wonder what they're going to do. Odds are they're running the ball. <laughs> um, So I'm not really worried that much. He isn't explosive like he's showing I don't explosive. know man he looks nah, more explosive showing, than he did before his fucking injury <laughs> he's showing, like,
2: showing explosive
1: he's showing some explosiveness but like I'm not worried I can't be worried a rain game where you're more than likely going to no, you're not going to get something worried
2: about it. I just think that he is going to be he he's going to rush in like the 70 to 100 yard club and he's going to depend on his touchdowns a lot and not every league has bonuses yeah so if you get 100 yards that's 10 points in some leagues so I yes, I think he's going to rely on his touchdowns a lot. I think he's going to be good. He's going to be a steady RB two for fantasy. He's going to be nice. He's going to look nice at the end of the year. He's going to have like a blow up game or two. He's going to score a long touchdown, but yeah, I think I would look to trade him. But if you're a good team, maybe hold him. Cause what's the point really? Yeah. Cause you're not going to get very many better RB twos. We yeah. talked about this in the last episode about running backs.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd hold James Robinson, but I would look into trades. Yeah. See what you can get. Some people, I mean, you might get you might have a better he might be in your flex and you have a better RB two option and you can flip him for a better receiver and maybe just like a lesser running back like I don't know, Miles Sanders. Mm. Miles Sanders and a receiver for James Robinson. I'd do something like that. Like let's say Somebody's just looking to trade T. Higgins and Miles Sanders for James Robinson. Would you take that?
1: Uh, I would have to take that. Oh, yeah. I would, I would for, T. Take that for T. Yeah, Higgins? Yeah, just, just to get For the fact that T. Higgins, I would have to take it.
0: Okay. I would take that, too. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our game of drop, trade, hold. I hope that was fun for you guys. It was fun for me. That was Let's move long. into the last segment of the show, and that's planning our next move for the following week here. So, I lost Tua. You lost Javante Williams.
2: Yep. Do you lose anybody? No, but I still have a bunch of guys who are questionable <laughs> on my team. whole bunch of Qs.
0: What kinds of players are we looking at on the waiver wire that we want? Because I'm looking into Jared Goff. If I'm a Tua owner. Yeah. If you're also a Russell Wilson owner, I would look into Jared Goff. Even Geno Smith. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds... That team will be down, and they will. That defense is not
2: that great. They're unbelievable. It's going to be. They're going to.
0: Geno Smith. That's the third of ball, been
2: and good he's doing it so far. Like, yeah, he's been good. It's just crazy. But yeah,
0: Jared Goff, Geno Smith, I would look into.
2: Yep. David um, Njoku. I think you have to look. Into I think what you, you need have to, to look, to look into him. Him. because I, I. mean, depending on who you're. T- I mean, like if you're a Kyle Pitts owner, you may be benching him next week for David Njoku. Are you thinking about it?
0: Mm. I think you, you might think about need it. to get me fucking hammered for that to make a decision. Uh, I wouldn't, but I have Zach Ertz, so if I had Zach Ertz and Kyle Pitts, I would, I would do that, Until I start seeing them throw him the fucking ball. Like right. he's not getting targeted. Like I don't know what to what else to say about him. Yeah, we already spent a while on him, so I just yeah, the tight end, it's. Rough as always. It's pretty ugly, but y- you know what? No. Never mind. I'm not gonna say his name.
2: <laughs> I saw who it was, too. So. <laughs> not even gonna bother. <laughs> um Falcons backfield. Are you picking anybody up? Are you picking up Tyler Tyler no. Algier or uh, with uh, with being uh, being I would down, p- Caleb I would,
0: Huntley? I would throw like a like a couple bucks on Caleb Huntley.
1: With me being down Javante Williams in like two leagues. Uh, The 14-man league, I'm really not that worried. I'm just going to bank on Dalvin Cook still playing like shit, and Alexander Madison just takes a bigger role. Uh, But in our league, I'm probably going to go after like um, Raheem Mostert or uh, even Michael Carter. He's not doing great, but at the same time, when you look at the amount of points Devontae Williams was putting up, he was only putting up like eight, nine points besides week one.
2: I would throw um a couple um, bucks on Michael Carter, to be honest, if he's on waivers. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun. You just never know. I I had to drop him
0: because of Chuba Hubbard and McCaffrey.
2: Running backs are few and far between. I maybe maybe throw a couple bucks on him.
0: Well, yeah. A lot of people, I feel like, dropped him. I guess you could take a shot on him, but I've had him. Enjoy. Have fun. Bon voyage. And Raheem Mostert, I am so fucking going after (laughs) hard. Like, you don't even know what's about to hit you, Tim.
2: (laughs) I, I put a lot of my fab on him. I can't wait to see this bidding Oh, wow. oh
0: you're ten bucks.
2: Yeah, yeah, ten dollars. Yeah, because I have left? you put like a hundred bucks on Fryermooth.
0: Well, I want to look at whatever you have, and if I have more, I'm just gonna put more than you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, definitely. Mostert, Michael Carter, those are Mike Boone. He's a, worth a shot. I would throw a couple bucks on him. Possibly,
2: There's I. Isn't that somebody but... I
0: would fucking blow your fab on?
2: No, but I, I throw Priory. a couple bucks. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put like $40 on him. He's not going to step in
0: and become Javante Williams. Or what the well, Javante well, Williams you was you supposed to you also got to
1: think, though, they did sign Latavius Murray. That yeah. is going to have some big of an
2: impact. They're so. just going to
0: rotate these guys and mid their way off to the playoffs.
2: Painfully mid. Painfully so
0: fucking like mid.
2: Painful. Tyler Algier. Now, I would throw a couple bucks on Tyler Algier. I'm I actually kind of mad I dropped him because I had him. But like you can't predict injuries.
0: Yeah, mm, fuck. I would probably, I would go like fifteen on him.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would throw a little around over money, that range. You know? He did have like eleven carries this week and had eighty yards. So, but how
0: long do you think that's sustainable? Because Caleb Huntley also had ten carries.
2: Might be a hot hand thing.
0: So. I would I be wise like 10, about your. Money I throw on it. like
2: ten, fifteen dollars. Ten, fifteen
0: dollars. I wouldn't go more than that on him,
2: depending on how much you play with. Uh, Ken Walker. I mean, is he on waivers? I would, in most yeah. leagues. Hmm. If I I you look. If you're four zero and looking to yeah. stash somebody. Yeah, maybe it depends on who you got on your bench because he could easily step in at any and, point. At I any mean, point, Rashad Penny's. Decent though. I mean, he had a really good game last week, so yeah. If you have the roster space and you're a winning team, you could probably get Ken Walker for fucking free. And I feel like you're almost banking on an injury not, with, with Ken Walker because well, it,
0: that's not the point of banking, no, on an no, injury. not
2: the point. But it's, it's, you're more so
0: for the history of injuries, they're always around, you want to be prepared,
2: yeah. The Seahawks are just a weird team. Like they do use Travis Homer to like, I I just don't know how much Ken Walker will play. I guess it depends on how big of a bench you have. Yeah, if if you have the space, he's
0: an he's a nice add, and yeah, I don't pray for an injury, but just be ready if in, in case there is one because they do happen. Pretty much, unfortunately. We can't turn it off like Madden, so. No. Yeah. I always turn it off when I fucking play Madden because I can't stand it. Nobody should get hurt.
2: Well, guys get hurt like every game in Madden, like every Sucks. other play. Uh, Wide receiver-wise, I
0: just see – I always see Marquez Valdez-Scantlin just sitting at the top of the list, and I don't I don't give a Frenchman's fuck. I, I really don't. don't, don't. I don't fucking want anything to do with him. I don't want to get in him
2: in a 10-foot pole. I I mean if if Romeo Dobbs is still available I would grab him, definitely.
0: I would take a shot on Isaiah McKenzie. I would too
2: there. if he's available.
0: He's a good piece. He's a part of a high volume passing offense with Josh Allen as his quarterback.
1: I do think now though something that you might be able to keep your eye on I wouldn't pick up uh, pick him up yet with Zach Wilson back you might have to start keeping your eye on Corey Davis. I, I was actually like, looking at him earlier. Like he, yeah, uh, he was throwing yes. at him
2: a lot. I I would so. I was actually thinking about dropping Elijah Moore for Corey Davis. I would
0: so drop Elijah Moore for Corey Davis. Yeah,
2: at this because it seems like Zach Wilson likes Corey Davis. more. I than think he's peppering him. So
0: I think if you're struggling with uh, your flex or your second flex, whatever your fucking situation is, you could probably. I would go fifteen dollars on Corey Davis. Around Corey that Davis, range, yeah. you uh, never, 15, I, think, I think
2: around that range you could probably Look, get him. Corey Davis, too. You never know. This guy was a high draft pick. Like we've seen flashes before. Guys do break. Look at Cordell Patterson. Yeah, like the guys just do break out sometimes at later later stages of their careers. So you never know. Maybe yeah, throw a little bit of money on Corey Davis. I would. Maybe I will this week.
0: Yeah. The rest, I really don't want to talk about. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they all saw. I don't saw. think we need to. Nope. Noah no not say much about
0: it. And, uh... I think that's it for waivers, honestly, because the rest yeah. of it's fucking trash. Oh, it's
2: awful. It's, so it's brutal.
0: With that being said, as our last segment, we are closing out this episode. We thank you all for those who are listening. Appreciate your time. And remember to... Do all the things we said in the, in the intro. So have a great day yep. and peace out. See you, have you next a time. One. See you next time.